We mentioned the top of the program, we're going to have an interesting talk about the question of medical cannabis in many aspects, and what better person to help us do that than comedian and editor of West Coast Cannabis Magazine, Guy O'Beelum. Welcome back to Radio Parallax, Guy Hey, uh, good to have you back. Former editor of West Coast Cannabis Magazine. Well, I guess I'm still the editor since we don't really exist in any sort of right now, but that's not to say that we won't come back. Exactly. Hopefully you'll be back. Well, you, you okay, I guess a better uh, a better thing to cite is the fact that you're now a columnist at the Sacramento News and Review. That's right. That's right. I'm the uh, lead advice columnist. The Ask Joey. Ask Growy, I guess. No, I don't know. <laughs> Ask Mr. Weed. I don't know what you would call it. The Chronosur Chronicles. Uh, we're still working on our time. Well... It's funny because I, I know that you're anticipating some questions that may strain of the medical area, and I have some questions from the medical aspect that strain of the cannabis area. So, what better way for us to put our heads together than do it uh, on the radio and invite listener participation? Because I think you and I both have some questions we'd like to hear from uh, from the general public on. And let's just jump right into it. I know the question you had for me was was what about the issue of of sexual um, performance? I guess you'd say or sexual impairment. And cannabis. There is a knock. If you go to the internet and you look it up, um, you'll find that uh, cannabis is listed as one of the reasons why men have trouble with erectile dysfunction. Now, as a physician, I've been treating this for some years now, and, and I have found that that is definitely not the case. Yeah, I don't... Cannabis causes erectile... So you're saying you smoke a joint and you can't get it up? Well, <laughs> according to the literature, people who are, that cannabis is listed as one of the, the numerous medications or, or drugs out there that may with time impair function. And I, and I just want to say it off for the start that we don't find that to be true at all. I would definitely like to agree with that. Uh, I have never been too, what, what's the phrase, too drunk to, I think <laughs> yes. we're on a regular radio show, so I can't yes. say it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So, yeah. I've definitely been too drunk to hump. But I've never been too stoned to help, if you understand. Uh, uh, I find that cannabis actually often can help. It makes it better. Well, i got to tell you uh, that uh, that taking it the next step, I feel that, you know, we all know the old candies, dandy, liquors quicker. There's obviously a connection between people getting relaxed, having a drink or two, and then having fun. Well, I think the same sure. is true. Certainly the same can be said for cannabis. And a lot of patients I've seen have said, you know, they find that, First of all, it just helps them relax and get in the mood, and it and, and it makes it a more enjoyable experience. And and so I would say to the contrary, what I'm finding is that it actually enhances the experience for many people, even more so than even more than the relaxation effect of alcohol. That it may have a role to play in this area. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I've known people for for years and years. I mean, when I worked at a cannabis club, every few days somebody would come in and be like, "I would like something that's going to make the sex a little more pleasurable." Uh, I think it's been known for a long time that, that marijuana can can help enhance relations, you know, and hanging out. And, and uh, the only drawback, of course, is that cottonmouth can wreck a good session. <laughs> so uh, try to have some starburst in your purse. Well, I agree with you, and guy. That's the only thing I can say. Well, we're taking this in quite a different, quite a quite a, a novel direction because 
and, and all the controversy about cannabis clubs and cannabis as a uh, having its value for people, certainly people that have severe pain, people that have a lot of issues, people that have anxiety issues, people that have medical conditions like glaucoma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nowhere in that list do you find uh, a question of like sexual impairment or just helping the sexual experience. And so I guess we're... I guess we're announcing to the world that, uh, based on your and my experiences, this this has value there. Yeah, I mean, it's not just your and my experience. It's hippies all over the planet. <laughs> and my dad had five kids while smoking a Yanga weed, so <laughs> I don't think that, that marijuana leads to impairment. I think it actually leads to uh, enhancement. Is that the word? I think so. Well, I, I, I think I, inquiring about this, um, I've gone on to, there's a, a Psychology Today website, and we put the question to the public, asking them, what have your experiences been in this area? And by and large, um, well, I, I, I have a website, which I can, I guess, remind listeners of, sacramentomenshealth.com. And on that website, on the current splash page, we published some of the responses we got from people, which were overwhelmingly favorable. One or two people said, yeah, there was an issue with it, but almost everybody said, no, no, no. This is something that is this, this wonderful, this helps us, and we recommend it. So I guess I guess what I want to ask our listeners to do is to drop us a line at info at radioparallax.com and whatever website you want to throw out too, a web address, to get some feedback from people on this very topic. Yeah, you can hit me at, um, I think it's ask420 okay. at sacnewsreview.com. Good, because in all honesty, I think we are pushing the envelope here a little bit in an area that uh, that I don't think even other cannabis advocates I've, I've spoken with or, or, or seen published data on have pushed this at all. And, uh, well, I, I so far I think it's totally legitimate. I haven't seen too much, like, actual data. It's all, it's all anecdotal. Uh, of Lisa Kirkman from out of Canada just put out a book called Sex Pot, uh-huh. oh. which is all about sex and pot. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she writes for for Scott Magazine. She, I think uh, Ed Rosenthal helped her publish. Um, Angela Baca did the uh, she did the editing. But yeah, it's called it's called Sex Pot. Um, I actually had talked to her about um, a guy who wanted to know the best kind of pot. You know, because different strains have different effects, and some people. Well, first of all, I, I got to say, Guy, that when I first heard that there was a huge difference, I, I talked to, talked to my friend Phil Denny, who was uh, for a long time. A prescribing doctor in the Sacramento area, Phil told me that look, yeah, Phil said that you know that, that, that the THC strains, meaning the what's in cannabis sativa, were radically different than the CBD predominant strains, which are which were cannabis indica. And I'm thinking to myself, is this BS? I mean, you know, it, I mean, can it be that different? These various strains. And um, so far, talking to people, I would say the evidence is the jury is clearly in. And this is I'm old news to you. But the jury is clearly in, and there is a tremendous difference in the strains and, and, and which, uh, which chemical predominates. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, sativas definitely have a, a different effect than indicas, and I'm not sure if that's CBD more than like CBN or some other different okay. things okay. here or there, I suppose. I guess you could get into the chemicals. They're still doing more research about what specific compounds help do what. I mean, because nobody, for the longest time, people just thought that THC was the only thing. Right. That's what I always And then they're yeah. discovering that, that CBD has different properties, CBA has different properties, and there's a bunch of other ones that they've found that they haven't even begun to discover what they do, what their effects are. Um, so, you know, definitely more research is needed. 
Uh, so if anybody wants to volunteer, no. Um. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, cannabis, they always criticize it. The law enforcement types say it's not a legitimate medicine. It's a mixture of things. Well, yes, of course it is because it is a complex series of compounds. And because research in this country has been so uh, curtailed for so long, we've not done some of the basic science maybe we need to. The Europeans, of course, other countries uh, don't have the same restriction. And I think they're making most of the progress. Would you agree? I will agree. Uh, they're, doing, they're making great progress over in Israel. Um, right now, I can't remember the name of the institute, but those guys are studying the heck out of it. Um, yeah, and the, and the problem out here, um, uh, Americans for Safe Access just actually presented a case uh, just last week um, to force the DEA to allow more testing to perhaps re reschedule cannabis from a Schedule One drug, meaning it has no medicinal value at all, to Schedule Two or even Schedule Three, meaning it has some accepted medical uses. I mean, it shouldn't. Marijuana shouldn't be even be on the schedule at all. Marijuana should be, you know. Uh, on the schedule with tomatoes. <laughs> well, the f the fact that cannabis is listed as a Schedule One drug that that is a, that's a consequence of of law enforcement officials practicing medicine without a license, which they continue Clearly. to do, and it is it, it's crazy. I mean, it puts it in the same category as I don't know what. I mean, heroin and LSD. Okay, her okay, heroin and LSD. Cannabis is listed Even by the federal government. And cocaine are considered to have medical uses. Well, they do. But, yeah, but I'm saying in terms of drugs that, when misused, can have deleterious effects. Is that how doctors talk? Yeah, we do. Deleterious yeah. effects <laughs> on your health. Right? I often like to say contraindicated. Just in a general conversation. <laughs> I mean, like, no, your course of action is contraindicated in this, in this manner, sir. Well, I gotta tell you, what we're talking about right now is just not a standard part of the medical literature, and I think it needs to be. We need, we need to have this conversation. People are funky and squeamish when they talk about sex, especially in America. They feel like it's crazy taboo and blah, 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 blah. Yes, we're a nation of Puritans um, to this day. Yeah, and let me remind everyone that the Puritan work ethic is a sham, just by the way. <laughs> um, and so, the, you know, definitely in, in terms of, of weed and in terms of sex, we could definitely use a little more openness and a lot more research uh, about the way these things work and perhaps the way these things work together. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you mentioned the word anecdotal earlier, which is another great $5 medical word to throw out there. It is anecdotal evidence based on what, what, what works or doesn't work. But the truth is, if you want to have evidence better than that with cannabis, you're going to have to set up a study where you... You're going to have to allow people to have studies. Well, you're right. You have to have, you're going to try and set up a blind, double... Controlled study where you'd say a like double blind. Right, exactly. We're gonna give a, people a double blind controlled study. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now how are you gonna know if you didn't get the cannabis? You're gonna give them something that smells like cannabis, acts like cannabis, and then they're gonna then to even cap it off, then they're gonna have sex under a controlled scientific uh, study uh, environment and then report on the findings. This is probably <laughs> something that's not gonna get uh, f uh, funding from the federal government anytime soon. We won't soon. get the grant for that one right <laughs> away. We can start on some other ones first. You know, maybe we can start with multiple sclerosis or, yeah. or cancer treatment, and then we'll work our way to the sex. That'll, that'll be the foreplay yeah. leading up to the sex research. Uh, I would like to conduct that study. Some more, let's just allow more studies. <laughs> I know we have I'm some... down to volunteer. <laughs> I'm down. The problem is, of course, my palate is very refined. I, I could taste the placebo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's gonna. It's gonna make something. It's gonna make it tough to get hard data on this. That, and again, that's where the uh, public comes did you in. Say hard data. Did yeah. You say really hard data. I didn't mean the pun, but yes, oh. I did. No. Whatever. <laughs> that's fine. You can say whatever you want. It's your show. Yeah. Well, I, again, inforadioparallax.com. I'm sure, as we're speaking now, some of our listeners have already formulated an opinion about this. They'd like to share, and I hope they will. Uh, will drop us a line and drop you a line. At where was it again? Please. 
please do. It's uh, uh, ask420 at sacnewsreview.com. And and by the way, I've noticed that. Uh, well, but let's let's talk about. Let's just change the subject a bit here. Um, the Sacramento News Review has had uh, yeah. been advocating advocating cannabis for quite some time, and and they've had a whole for section a in the magazine. But uh, with all the it cannabis did, so clubs, the shut everybody down. Well, yeah, I mean, where, where, where's that all standing right now? It's pretty dire right now. Club after club is closing, especially in the Sacramento area. All, all about wellness just shut down. Flora and Wellness Center just shut down. El Camino was raided. Uh, Farmer's Daughter was raided by the locals in the county and shut down. El Camino was raided by the feds. That's right, right, right. Well, there used to be 80, 85 clubs in the greater Sacramento metropolitan area, and what now there's maybe 10. Wow. Maybe. That's one of the reasons I don't have a magazine anymore uh, is because I don't have an advertising page. Right, right. No one, no one wants to advertise because they're all scared to death. Well, we talked in the show last week. Someone did a, did some math on how much revenue, tax revenue, has now been denied uh, the lo- the city and county, and it's astounding. Millions, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. People were paying taxes. I say all the time, the cannabis users are the only criminals I know that want to go legit. They're down to pay their taxes. You know, uh, uh, if you want to look at it in gangster terms, we're trying to cut the state in on the weed game, right? <laughs> We give you the protection money, you leave us alone. All you got to do is sit back and count money. And they don't seem to want to be involved in that. I don't understand how giving someone a good job and helping an industry that's clearly not going anywhere. It's not like when you close the clubs, people are going to stop smoking. Oh, the clubs are closed? Well, I'm just going to stop using marijuana then. Right. All this is doing is putting putting it back in what they all claim is, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's it's illegal channels. Well, yeah, if you don't have legal channels, where's it going to go? Well, it's going a couple different ways. Um, there's still uh, delivery services are, are on the rise. More and more people are uh, going turning to delivery services, and more, more clubs shut down and become delivery services. And also, the weed man is making a comeback. Well, what's the weed man? The old school classic. The, the old oh, okay, weed man, okay, the, the old okay, guy, all right, the guy all right, you go to right. get your weed from. All right, okay. Right? All right. Uh, he was on the decline. I, I say he is generic. Sometimes sure. the weed man is a, is a woman, but <laughs> he, he was he was on the on the decline. Uh, because the clubs are offering, you know, steady hours, consistency, uh, a great variety, you know. And back in the day, the weed man had maybe one type. You were excited if, if he had two different kinds of weed when he came to visit you. Right. Late, two hours later, then he said he was going to show up because <laughs> he didn't have to have customer service. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, and so his he was done for a minute. I knew quite a few guys who were actually selling weed and had to... Uh, just go work for clubs because they had the skill set, but they didn't have the customer base anymore because everybody was going to the clubs. And so now that the clubs are all shut down, those guys, and they've learned, right? right. Now they have two, three, four different kinds, and they got low prices, and they show up on time, and they're around when they say they're going to be around. Well, right? So yeah, it's made like, everybody a little more professional. There's, it's now like, what, the number one industry, number one crop in California, which is the number one agricultural yeah. state in the nation. I mean, over in Mendocino, exactly. I guess right now they're, they're trimming buds like there's, there's like there's a house of fire. Uh, I guess it's that time I of year. I may or may not have been up in Humboldt <laughs> County last week getting my migrant laborer on. Uh, it's seasonal work, and it makes your wrist hurt. You know, I, I just I, I just have to, to throw out one little item here, and that uh, that I was talking Later. to a guy for uh, for breakfast the other day, uh, local local lobbyist, very bright guy. He was telling me a very, I guess you have to laugh at this story. He's telling how his poor mother had gotten cancer. And she was very ill, yep. as people do. And when they're having, like, I think it was pancreatic cancer, a very nasty brand of cancer. Oh, it's a, a tough one. one. It's a tough one. Now, she, of course, and as people do, needed pain relief. So she was on very big-time yep. pain relievers, morphine, sulfate, you know, and, and Percocet, Ugh. Percodan, um, because she needed them. And 
at one yeah. point he was saying to her, "Mom, you're really losing a lot of weight. You really need to consider maybe getting some some uh, some marijuana because that will help with that." And her comment help to her son weight. was, yeah. "Well, you know what, son? That the problem is it's a gateway drug." <laughs> and he's like, "Mom, you're already on morphine. Well, you're, you're on Percocet morphine. What are you gonna what are you gonna, what are you gonna advance to?" <laughs> But it shows you how <laughs> it's a gateway. How ingrained this, a this drug. exactly how ingrained this propaganda has been in our society. Going back to the whole reefer madness days, it's still with us. And studies have actually shown that marijuana isn't a gateway drug. Uh, drug dealers are a gateway drug because they don't check for ID, and they're down. You know, not necessarily the weed man, but the the old drug guy who would have some weed and maybe some speed and some of this and some of that and some oxys and whatnot. That guy, he's a gateway drug because he's going to want to try to get you to try all of his uh, wares. Yeah. As well, it were. Uh, but just pot, I mean, look, I've been smoking pot for more than 20 years. I didn't really start till college. I'm 44. Um, I've never once had the desire to try coke or heroin or meth or even acid. Right. You know? Well, no. Um, it is, I, just, it's, I just like pot. I agree. It is, <laughs> is preposterous, and yet it is what people still have been, you know, trained to believe. I don't know what's going on, by the way, with this whole... Why, why is... Do you have any theories on this? Why in the hell is the Obama administration sending its Justice Department out to mess with uh, states like California, which have tried to regulate their cannabis? I mean, they said they wouldn't do that, and now they're, doing, they're, they're going back on their word. I'm not exactly sure. I think there are a couple factors. I mean, and this is mostly just speculation. One, Obama's got a lot to do, so it's not really him. You know, when you think right. about uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration and Michelle uh, Leonhardt and, and all those cats, they can see their job slipping away, right? Uh, if they don't have marijuana users to go after, that's going to be a big chunk of their budget because most of the people that the, the DEA busts and arrests are and 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 cops in general for drugs. Uh, it's it's, mar- it's it's marijuana users, it's cannabis users. So if you can't keep arresting those guys, then you have to go back and justify your budget. Like, well, we, you don't really need this extra three million dollars that you were using to to right. arrest cannabis users. So so they can see that they can see that slipping away. They, their, their power and control is slipping away. Right? Uh, yes. Was Lincoln who said, "Do not expect a man to understand you if his job requires him to not understand you." <laughs> So there's that. Yeah. And there's also, I've also, uh, just more speculation, I've also understood drug reform to always be a second-term issue. If you think about uh, Schwarzenegger, who decriminalized marijuana in California on his last day of his second term okay. in office. Right? Yeah, uh, I guess so. So there's, there's always that. People always want the, the cover, and, and then after, after they can't, you know, everybody likes to run for re-election. He doesn't have to run for a re-election anymore, so hopefully he can do something about that. But secondly, I also blame the cannabis industry for this stuff. I almost cussed again because I get excited. When Obama was elected and they said that, everybody acted like, oh, it's over and marijuana's legal and we can just do what we want. And right. so all of a sudden there's eight quadrillion clubs, there's cats standing in the street waving big freaking pot leaves. <laughs> With yeah. signs on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know the ads with the good, the good-looking babes look like they were designed by Cheech and Chong was not helping the cause. I mean, it was you know right. And as much as I love weed and sex, that's the name of my new CD, by the way. Which is coming. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I've, I've read lately. I did not. I was not aware of this, but all over the United States, police forces, like everybody else, in tough economic times, having a hard time meeting their budgets. What they're doing is they're all going over to the feds and saying, "We want to do drug interdiction." And the feds are right. throwing money at them, but they have to—they right. have to apply this 
for drug drugs. So they're basically this is why they're raiding cannabis. This and can partly why they're raiding cannabis and, and cracking down on it because that's how they get funds. Exactly, they have to show up and be like, "Well, we use this money to arrest all these people." Blah 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 blah. And then think about that too. I mean, and that's one of those things. And, and you know, maybe we're on a, a bit of a tangent, but when you think about the the, the prison industry and the private prison industry, and you know. Uh, Somebody's life is worth fifty thousand dollars a year to somebody else. It behooves yeah. you if yeah. you're in a private prison and you make money on having prisoners. You need to have prisoners. So why would you want cannabis to be no longer illegal? Yeah, it's yeah. just affecting your your profit base and your and your and your bottom line and your money. You know, so you don't really have an interest to look into what could be best for society as a whole if all you're thinking about is what's best for your your profit and loss. Well, that's one of the old sayings from, I guess, the 70s. You know, when you, when you see something you can't understand, look for the financial interest. There's usually somebody who's got the money. one. Yeah, follow the money. Follow the money. <laughs> follow the money. And and also, uh, uh, and, and that's one of those things that you know, sometimes people try to give marijuana activists a hard time. Like, well, pot's damn near legal anyway. And, and like, why are you guys so, what? it's not really a big deal. And it is a big deal. People are still going to jail. Right? Yeah, Eddie sure. Lapp is still in jail. Absolutely. Uh, El Camino is under threat of going to jail. There, uh, there's a guy up in El Dorado County who's still going to jail. A, a friend of mine out in West Sacramento just got arrested, and he had his letter, and they're still trying to throw him in jail. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. Um, and so it, it seems like it would be a small step, but it, it's a facet of so many different things. Drug law reform would be, you know, when you say a small step for a man, Large step for mankind. That's how I feel about it. Oh, I, I'm with you, but I, I, I also, well, I guess I hope that uh, you'll come back in, in the months to come as we see how this shakes out. I hope that you and I will have something oh, to brother, talk any about time, on any this time. exact topic. Out. Yeah, about about the fact that you know it has a role to play in sex. And again, info at radioparallax.com. Please drop us a line. And for you, ask four twenty at SAC News Review. That's S A C N E W S R E V I E U dot com. All right, and Guy O'Beal, always a pleasure. Before we go, I just want to give you a chance to plug any gigs. Uh, I've seen you do your stand-up. You're, you're a very talented guy, and I, I hope you're doing some in the near future. Uh, let's see. I'm in Austin, Texas, the 25th through the 28th, and then I'm at the uh, Humboldt Harvest Festival, November 9th and 10th at the Mateel Center in Redway, California, just north of Garberville. And then I'll be in other spots around. I don't know where my next Sacramento area gig is. I should probably try to find one. Look for me um, somewhere <laughs> before Christmas. All right. Well, we'll some more before Christmas. We'll probably have you back on because we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get a chance to, to catch up on the conversation we've had today. And you can, you can follow me on Twitter at Ungayo. That's N-G-A-I-O. 420, Ungayo 420, because there's 419 other Ungayos on Twitter. <laughs> Ungayo Bielam, always a pleasure. Come back soon. Thanks, Dr. Doug. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. Gee, but it's great to be back home. Home is where I want to be. I've been on the road so long, my friend. And if you came along, I know you couldn't disagree. It's the same old story. Tell me what you come here for, boy. 
your bags and flee. You're in trouble, boy, and I.